Hi, thank you very much for tuning in to our program today. We believe that God has a word for you. We live in a time and in a world that is full of questions. Our prayer for you today is that the word of the Lord today will bring you light, direction, encouragement, and inspiration. The Lord will touch you at the right point of need. In Jesus' name, amen. Exodus chapter 12, verse 12 to 13. The Bible says, For I will pass through the land of Egypt on that night. God said, I will pass and I'm not sending anyone to deliver you. I'm not sending an angel. When you saw the word saying an angel will go over the land, it's God himself. For he said, I will pass through the land. I don't know where you are dealing, where you are struggling with, but God said, I'm not going to leave you or forsake you. I myself will go ahead of you. I will pass through. My dear friend, when God passes through a place, you will know. You will feel it. The demons will know. They will know there is a presence in the house. I will pass through the land of Egypt. The land of Egypt speaks about the land of your affliction. Through the land of your pain. Through the land of slavery. Things that has denied you of entry into your promises. There are many people in the house this morning that should be able to remember. Moments of encounters that death could have taken them. But I accept the Lord who passed through the land. God passed through the land many times in my life. From the time I was a baby, I'll never forget. God, who has been delivering you from the days that you didn't even know. You didn't even know how to call on him. God's been there for you. There are many people here that the devil has planned to eat you. Like, just to sip to you like, like anything. But God passed through the land. God delivered you. One of such moments, I wrote a book, Victory Through the Storms. When God delivered me from an air crash, everything that could be wrong was wrong with that flight. But for God who sustained us, everything that they talk about when the flight is taken off and they say to you, that get this out, get that out, everything happened except landed on the water. By the time we landed on the tarmac, the tire burst anyway. Everything dropped, everything came out. But mercy said no. It was not the night for me to go. All kinds of religion was in that vehicle. People brought all kinds of gods that I knew what Jonah went through. Some things you read in the Bible you think it's a joke. You know the sailors said let everybody call on their God. People were calling on all kinds of God. I only went to China to preach the gospel. And I remember thinking is this it? But God had mercy. There are many people here. You know, the ones you saw, the ones you witnessed are even good. It is the dangers that God didn't allow you to see. That he delivered you from. Do you know that night when God said to the children of Israel and he said, put the blood on your lintel and that night I will pass over the land. Watch this. Many people didn't know what was going on outside. You understand what I'm talking about? When they were inside their own house, all they could hear was cries in the other houses. But they didn't really know what's going on because nobody died in here. Sometimes because you didn't go through the pain, you don't even know what other people went through. God said, that night, I will pass through the land. Now what is he going to do? He said, I will strike the firstborn in the land. The firstborn in Egypt. In the name of Jesus. Every evil attacker of your life. Everyone who has stretched their hand against you. Everyone who has gathered themselves against you. Today in Jesus' name, we strike them out. We strike them out. We take them out. 
their hands will wither, their mouth will shut down, their descendants will cry. I decree tears in their gathering in the name of Jesus. Now, watch this. He said, I will execute judgment. I will execute judgment. You must understand that when God says, I will execute judgment, nobody is a better judge than God. You and I may have our own opinions about how something happened, how it could have happened better. But God said, I will execute judgment. And the judgment of God may be slow, but it is true. And it is sustained. You can't bribe him. I will execute judgment. He said, because I'm the Lord. Now the blood shall be a sign for you on the houses that you are in. My friend, never get too cool to be able to plead the blood. Never get too civilized to be able to relate to the blood of Jesus. Because when all is said and done, it's only the blood that can save you. He said, I will pass over you and the plague shall not be on you. The plague shall not be on you to destroy you. That's what he said that a thousand may fall on your right, ten thousand on the left. None of it will come near your house. It's important for us to remind ourselves of the price that was paid for our liberty. It's important for us to understand that Jesus Christ, he didn't just buy our freedom with his mouth. He didn't sign an angel. He didn't wish, well, I wish man would be saved. But Jesus actually came down himself. The father class sent a thousand angels. But none of them was worth enough that the son, the only begotten son. And one of the things that is important for you and I to do is to honor him for the price he paid. With our life, not on the day, but to honor him with our life. Over the next three Sundays or so, or this month, I'm going to be speaking on this series, Secured by the Blood. Because I found out that the blood has become unpopular. The blood is not as popular as prosperity anymore in the church. It's not as popular as management talks in the church. We can talk about any other thing but the blood. If I ask you, what is your library like on the blood of Jesus? Many of us don't even have any book to study on the blood of Jesus. And it's as bad as you are driving without a license or without insurance. So the title of my message today in this series is The Comprehensive Cover. Now let's go to the beginning. In the beginning when God made man or created man, he gave man everything, the organs were all in there. But the Bible said that the man that was created was just a body. And in Genesis 2, we saw God looking at this created body. And the Bible said that he breathed into his nursery. And the breath of God gave it life. And the created body now became a living soul. And we told ourselves that that breath is not just breathing that you are breathing. The breath was the life of God that is in man. And that breath makes a difference between the living soul and a dead one. Now many people walk around and they are breathing but they are actually dead. I'm not talking about seeing a ghost. I'm talking about separated from the life of God. The Bible now later on tells us that that life that we are talking about, it is blood that carried it. For the life of the flesh is in the blood. When the blood ceases in the body, that body is dead. When cases are getting really difficult to see in hospitals, they begin to talk about blood transfusion. And when they want to trace all kinds of diseases, they just take blood samples. Through the blood, life can be measured sometimes. And my dear friends, 
Why you look at that? Because that life is the life we are talking about today. Job later on tells us in Job 33 verse 4. He says, the spirit of God has made me. And I want you to understand that that is you today. The spirit of God has made you. It was not your makeup that made you. It was not any other thing that made you. It was the spirit of God. And he said, the breath of the almighty has given me life. May the breath of God be alive in you. Why we talk about the life that God gives to us? Because Jesus Christ also when he came, he continued the same thing. While God breathed his breath into man and gave us life, Jesus Christ also, when he came, he gave us life. And watch what he did. He said, I have come that they may have life and have it more abundantly. So the agenda of God in your life is to give you life. If you are in this place this morning and you feel less alive, this is a day that your life will be full. I said it's a day that God will fill your heart, fill your soul, fill your spirit in the name of Jesus. He does not want you just to manage your life. He wants your joy to be full. He wants your life to be full. He wants abundance in your life. That's why Jesus Christ came. But now watch this. The devil also came. Satan came to take that life. Bible makes it clear to us that the agenda of Satan is to ensure that he steals, he kills, and he destroys. Or put it this way. He has come to inflict bondage. He has come to inflict affliction and pain. That's the assignment of Satan. Satan, when he comes, he comes to suck life. Jesus Christ comes to give life. Every blood-sucking demon in your system. Listen to me, cancer sucks life. You see a healthy person, after some time, they begin to dry out. Everything that is sucking life in your system. In the name of Jesus, we call it to die out right now. Everything that is saying, you will not live your life in full. We arrest it by the reason of the shed blood of Jesus. He said... I have come that you may have life. Have it more abundantly. And so, when we give our life to Jesus, what happens is, automatically, we get equated with something which is amazing. It's a comprehensive cover for life. The moment you give your life to Jesus, you just get something immediately credited to you, life cover. Divine cover. When you start driving, or even before you start driving, and you maybe start driving somebody's car or someone's car, car you have access to, and then get your own car, you want to take out an insurance. Insurance people will ask you, what kind of insurance do you want to take? See, third party insurance or comprehensive insurance. Most of the time, we take out comprehensive insurance, I hope. <laughs> you take out the comprehensive insurance. Now, comprehensive insurance is supposed to. I can't promise you this. It depends on which insurer you go to. It's supposed to really be comprehensive, which means everything that happens is covered. Whether you slept off driving, whether it was your fault or not your fault, you don't need to lie if it's comprehensive. Just tell them what it is. 
But what I'm trying to get you to understand is comprehensive insurance is comprehensive. Your car is fixed. The third party's car is fixed. If there are medical issues involved, it is covered. Everything legal issues are covered. It's comprehensive. A brand new car or whatever car is replaced. But even that is limited to what you get in God. Because over time, comprehensive insurance people have found a way to write some secret things into their contract. Just to get away from paying out. But I thank God there are no secret things in the blood of Jesus. The comprehensive insurance can lapse. Can fail to forget paying your premium. And then you lose the right to make a claim. Comprehensive insurance force can tell you that, well, you didn't tell us this is a job you are doing when you took this out. So we have told you that anything that is not consistent in your story may nullify your claim. But I want to thank God that God does not count me out. Whether it is a sin of commission or omission. Are you listening to this now? You must understand when we talk about the blood of Jesus, it is not based upon what you want it to be. Because the Bible said, why we were yet sinners. Christ died for us. So it's not about your doing good. And you must do good. But that's not what qualifies you or me for the blood. There are things that you must do, my friends. But there are things we are talking about today that the blood cover, it covers you completely. And I want to just list a few of this cover that the blood of Jesus does for us. The first one. By the reason of the blood, we now have access. We have access to the Father. Of all things that you may desire, having the right access is very important. Sometimes, it is not just what you have, it is what you don't have that even counts. Sometimes, imagine something occurs and you want to call someone but you don't know who to call. Let's say there is a crisis. There is a, there is a legal issue. You don't even know who to call. Let's say there is a, uh, an exam you need to take. You don't know who to ask about it. Having the right access, he gets even worse. Sometimes you have the right access, but it's not effective. In other words, you know who to call, but you can't call them. Either because you are not in sync with that person. Either because the last time you remember the way things went was not really cool. So you don't have the confidence to call them. You know the solution is in the hand of this person, but you can't go. But that's what happens when you have access, but you don't have effective access. Sometimes in life, things occur, but the person you don't know, or rather the confidence to get the solution, you don't have it. But the blood of Jesus made that to be. The blood of Jesus removed every sense of guilt, of fear, or inferiority, or anything that does not allow you to have access to the Father. You know, sometimes, let me just give you an example. You are new in a place, how you felt, I need favor, but I felt that nobody knows me. No, I'd rather keep my pain to myself. But you see, when you come to Jesus, you don't need a long time of knowing him. Because he knew you before you were born. Are you following me now? So you come to now. The Bible tells us in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 13, it says, But now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far away, you have been made near by the blood of Jesus Christ. You were once far away. Somebody said, I thank you, Jesus, for bringing me near. Thank you, Jesus, for drawing me closer. You were once far away. You have been brought near. It didn't say you were brought near by your good works. 
But it was the blood that made the way. The Bible said Jesus Christ cried on the cross of Calvary. And when he cried, the curtain in the synagogue, the Holy of Holies, tore. And when it tore, we could see straight. Every man on the outside can see the inside. So we were once far away, but we were brought near. Aren't you glad that you have been brought near? The Bible tells us in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 17, it said, He came and preached peace to you. You who were once far away, he preached peace to you and to those who were near. For through him we both have access by one spirit to the Father. Now therefore you are no longer strangers or foreigners, but fellow citizens, amen, with the saints and members of the household of God. It was the blood that makes us one. The blood makes us one. The blood brings strangers to become one household. That's why I can call you my brother, my sister. Because the blood made us to be one. Amen. We are no longer strangers. We are not a people that feel like, you know where I don't know anybody. You know where I don't have any right. If you have received the blood, we are one. You are my brother, you are my sister. So take me by the hand. Together, we will stand. It's the blood. Amen. It's the blood that ensured that we can actually access the Father. That's why we call him Father. Not the father of a pastor. We call him Father. God is nobody's grandfather. You have direct access to the Father. You actually have direct roots to him. Amen. So you can call him Father. But pastor, I wish you knew who I was really. I wish you knew what I did. I wish you knew where I've been coming from. I wish you knew actually what happened yesterday. I said, I don't want to know what happened yesterday. The blood removed yesterday. The blood made you close. Brought you in. The blood gave you the access. The access code. Amen. The Bible tells us in 1 John chapter 2. 1 to 2. It says, my little children, these things I write to you so that you may not sin. Please note that. The desire of giving you this comprehensive cover is so that you can value it. The goal is so that you can value what you have so that you may not sin. But if you sin, the Bible says, we have an advocate with the Father. If you've ever needed to go to court, we know that getting lawyers are not cheap, especially the big ones. The Bible said if you do sin, we have an advocate with the Father. Now if I ask you, has anyone sinned here? I know there will be some righteous folks who will say, no, I didn't sin. But that was the problem that led to the letter that John wrote. John said, some people said they have not sinned. Some people said they have sinned. But listen to me, there is none of us who can say we have not sinned. You can't even say you have not sinned this morning. If you do sin, we have an advocate with the Father. Now, if you have an earthly advocate, you know the way you relate to them. You pay their dues. Am I correct? Because they charge you per hour. You listen to their counsel. An advocate with the Father. Now, what do we do with the advocate with the Father above? We love him. We honor him. We listen to what he's got to say. And all he asks for is worship me. The advocate with the Father. The Bible said that we have an advocate with the Father. Watch this. Verse 2. He himself 
is the propitiation for our sins. And that word, I want to demonstrate it to you. Because he said he himself, not an angel, not the blood of goats or bulls, but he himself. What a propitiation for our sins. What does that mean? When you look at the ark or the tabernacle, God told them when it was built to put the mercy seat on the inside. And what God looks upon is the mercy seat. It looks at the mercy seat from which it looks at the people. Because it will not look at the people without the mercy seat. Do you understand this? So because of the mercy, he can have mercy on the people. The word propitiation represents that. That when I look at you, I can't see you, but I'm seeing the mercy. So what Jesus does, Jesus comes. And when the father looks, what does he see? The blood of Jesus. He doesn't see you. He sees the blood. But here you are. You deserve to be punished. I deserve to be punished. But God sees the blood. So when he sees the church, all he's seeing is the blood. And the devil says, but I can see he did this thing. He said, you can't see. All you can see is the blood. He is so massive in his comprehensive cover that any angle you look is covered you. I say he has covered you. You don't seem to understand what I'm saying. That he cannot see your fault. He cannot see your shame. Because Jesus has got you covered. Say he has got me covered. Say he has got me covered. That's why the devil cannot have you. He cannot have you. He said he will come to accuse you, but he cannot. Because all the father sees is the blood. I thank him for the blood. The blood that shields me. The blood that protects me. The blood that saves me. The blood that covered my shame and my sorrow. In the name of Jesus. He said it is his own righteousness. So even though I come to him with my righteousness... But I cannot because my righteousness is like filthy rats. But there is one who has entered into the Holy of Holies once and for all and shed the blood that was without spot or wrinkle. Why do you think he did that? So that you can have a voice. And here I'm going to show you this. So that you can have a voice. This is really the reason. The reason he did all that is in Hebrews chapter 4, 16. He said, let us therefore... Come boldly. Somebody come boldly. <laughs> come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy. Find grace in the time of help. My friend, so when you come to God the Father, you are not coming like one who God is thinking about forgiving. I don't know what you are thinking. I don't know what you are drinking. I don't know where you are coming from. I don't know what has happened to you. I want to understand, even before you ask, God knows. God is not trying to forgive you. He forgave you. But, Pastor, is that not a license to live anyhow? No, it's not. It is actually a reason for responsibility to abide. He is covering me. Are you following me now? He is covering me. I am not going to get out. He has got me covered. Let us therefore come boldly. Say, come boldly. The reason why the devil seems to be on rampant to many of us is because we forget the father. If we are not bold, he will scare us. 
You must learn to be able to stand in God, stand in his authority, and speak like one who is already forgiven. Don't think, oh, because of, mm, I've not really prayed. You know, you say, if you can tarry with me for one hour. And I've not prayed for one hour this week. So, I don't think I'm qualified to talk. The devil say, all right, you, are not, you got it right, man. You are not qualified to talk. You say, hey, yes, I say you are not qualified. Okay, I'll keep quiet. The power the devil has over you and I, we gave it to him. Did you hear what I just said? It's the power we hand over. That the enemy uses to accuse us. And I hope I'm not going ahead of myself. Let me just read this last one. The Bible said in Acts 17, 28, the A part. He said, for it's in him we live. We move. We have our being. Let me now show you that story. In Egypt, when the children of Israel were asked to stay indoors. Watch this. They were asked to stay indoors, but all God asked of them was to put the blood on their lintel. Did you notice that there are many of them inside that house that had not yet gotten it right with God? Many of them were actually accusing God for forgetting them. Do you understand this? But were they not protected? In fact, many of them didn't understand what kind of God of Hebrew they are. Our fathers told us about this God and he left us here but they were still protected. It was a type and shadow. Now listen to me. What God is saying to you, if only you will come in to me, I will shield you. Amen. I will protect you. Amen. That's what the blood was given for. Amen. There are people in this house today that you survived a medical procedure by the blood given to you by somebody you don't even know. Yeah. I'm talking about blood. It has no prejudice. Whatever hindrance we put between us and the blood of Jesus, we put it there. Yes, we did. So the first thing I want to know is that there is access. There is access to his throne. Now, if there is access, then you know first of all that if I ask him anything, he hears me. Because I have access. Because this is more important than anything else. I don't know about you, but once I know I have tabled a case across, I relax. Number two, the blood is a symbolic covering from evil attack. Now the importance of this, my friends, is to remind us that our covering is not in our good works. Our covering is not in the fact that we have got something under our pillow. If you like, put three Bibles. One Bible under the pillow, the other one on top of your head, the other one on your feet. It's not that that is covering you. I see a lot of people. What we do is so religious and so Meaningless. The blood covers you. It's not the way you see it. Some people will put a big cross. The devil will move past the cross. Because you have been watching too much film. Oh man one, oh man two. <laughs> and the demon will say, ah! he's not afraid of that kind of cross. He's scared of the blood that's inside your heart. That when you shout, in the name of Jesus, you shouting it, you believing in it, you relating to it, you walking with the blood. That's what the demon is afraid of. My friend, don't bring it out because you have a flat tire. No, no, what I'm trying to say is that don't use the blood because there is now a crisis. Get in fellowship with the blood. That's what I mean. A spare tire is what you bring out when there is a flat. You never see, some of us have never seen our spare tire. It's in the car. 
That's how many Christians today behave with Jesus. You only want to know him when there is a crisis. But when you wake up in the morning, bless the name of the Lord. When you walk the street, thank him, Lord, for the blood. Thank you for the blood that is pumping through me. Thank you, Lord, for the blood that covers me. Thank you for the blood over my household, over my children, over my household, over my work, over my ministry, over my church. Thank him for the covering over the house. Thank him for the covering. My friend, you can play with a lot of things. You cannot play with covering. If your house is leaking, you can't just ignore it and hope it will go away. If your house is leaking, it's not a time to be spending money on a new sofa. Because the rain will spoil it. It's not a time to buy any other thing. Because the leaking house will spoil anything within it. So when we talk about the covering, the covering is important. That's what the blood is for. Now, my friend, why is this so? Because the devil will look for the little hole in your armor. If you come to him by your works. Oh, God, I'm serving you. God, why is this happening to me? This, I hear this and I'm like, are you for real? Your covering is not just because you are serving him. God, why is this happening to me? Lord, I'm serving you. Lord, I'm a worker in church. That is not your covering. Your covering is the blood that was given to you at your salvation. My friends, the blood of Jesus Christ, the devil can't find fault in it because it was so pure. It doesn't run out of its power. It reaches to the highest mountain like we sang. In other words, even when you are strong, the blood is there. When you are weak and you forgot to pray, you forgot to sleep, the blood covers you. The blood of Jesus is not the one you shout like people just say, the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus. That's not that kind of chorus. People shout that chorus, they don't even know what they're talking about. The blood of Jesus is the covering. Let, let me give you some scriptures. So the Bible said, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. May the Lord deliver us, friends, from the traps of men and that of Satan. May the Lord deliver us from every conniving tongue. Satan, the blood is against you. I say, Satan, the blood is against you. I said, Satan, the blood is against you. Remember the prophet in Isaiah 6. He said that the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. Now, he's been prophesying from 1 to 6. But he said, whoa, it's me, O Lord. For I dwell amongst the people of unclean tongue. Now, you see, as you read down the scriptures, the Bible said, God now told uh, Cherubim, he said, take the coal of fire. And touch his tongue. That same prophet will now show us further down the line how the devil will accuse a man of God of a filthy garment. That's like our righteousness. But when God changes your filthy garments, there is a new covering over your life. I prophesy over somebody in this place. In the name of Jesus, 
you have been living according to your own righteousness, your own standard, your own mindset. I speak a touch to your mind right now, a touch to your understanding. I decree that everything the enemy has been using as against you to confuse you, to conflict you, and to stand against your progress. I decree today, let there be a change of raiment in the name of Jesus. Every accusing plan of Satan is hereby defeated. When he sees you, he will see the blood. And he can do nothing in the name of Jesus. Last one quickly because of my time. The blood of Jesus gives us victory over the devil. Victory over the devil. The blood of Jesus actually is not just a protection. It's also for offense. It gives us victory. Amen. The Bible tells us in Revelation chapter 12, verse 11, it says, And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. They did not love their lives even to death. The blood of Jesus is for victory. Amen. You know, when Pharaoh in Egypt, when he refused to let the people go, that they might serve the Lord, little did he know the kind of indignation that will come upon them with the power of the blood. From the Garden of Eden, when God killed that animal and poured the skin to cover the nakedness of Adam and Eve, my dear friends, the blood has been speaking. The blood has been speaking. The blood has been speaking. Even into Egypt, the blood has been speaking. Throughout the Bible, the blood has been speaking. And even it does not matter. This is why the wicked folks use the blood too. For blood sacrifice. Wherever the blood is evoked, there is no argument thereafter. That's why this morning I want us to raise an altar. Because there are people here that the blood has been speaking against. And I mean say the blood of Jesus. Some people have raised some kind of fear against your life. But you must understand that there is a blood that was already set up. There is a blood of victory over your life. I'm not trying to scare nobody. I'm trying to say to you that the blood of Jesus is also an offense. Because it goes out to deal with your enemies. Oh yeah. The blood fight for a nation. It was God who said to Moses. He said that night I will go over the land and when I see the blood. I will pass over you. Why? Because when the enemy comes and he see a mark on your life, the Bible says, let no man trouble me for I bear in me the mark of Christ. That mark will set you apart today. Just in about two minutes, I'm going to ask us to rise up to pray. But before that, I just want to listen carefully. Listen to this. The Bible says, I will pass through the land that night. Is a night of appointment. This month, I am believing God for some outstanding miracles. Amen. I am believing God for some age-long cycle of pain to come to an end. I am believing God for some restoration. Because it's the month of resurrection. The month of making whole. When God said, I will pass over the land. You see, the enemy will have to let you go by force. Rise with me and let's just pray some prayers. I'm realizing my time is well spent. Good. One of the things I want you to understand, friends, is the blood speaks. The Bible tells us. It says that we have come to the general assembly. That's where we are. 
We have come to the church of the firstborn. We are registered in heaven. We have come to the judge of all. The spirit of judgment made perfect. We have come to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant. We have come to the blood, the sprinkling blood that speaks. First prayer, we are going to say, Lord, I thank you. Say, say with me, Father, I thank you for the blood of Jesus. He's speaking. He's speaking over my life. The blood is speaking over my life. He's speaking better things than the blood of Abel. Oh, I wish people were praying. Than the blood of Abel. Than the blood of Abel. Lord, today, Lord, today, I speak, oh God, let the blood fight for me. Let the blood fight for me. Let the blood fight for me. Go ahead. Just decree that. Wow. We're out of time. We know God really has touched you. We want you to please get in touch with us or more information you would like to need. We have counselors and people are waiting to help you. Until next time, stay blessed and stay restored.